It's September 19th, 2018. Welcome to another edition of Bite Marks Cafe, where we serve you the first bite of today's science, technology, and innovation. I'm Bert Lum, and of course, first uh, we'll hear from Matt Carnes, and he's here in the studio to tell us about this uh, upcoming hackathon called Hack for the Sea. And then we'll hear from Stacy Aldrich, the state librarian, and Reynold Hioki from the state cybersecurity coordinator. Uh, we're going to be talking about Cybersecurity Awareness Month coming up in October. But we, before we get into that, I wanted to just uh, share a couple of quick announcements. If you want to learn to take advantage of tax credits at the Hawaii Research and Development Tax Credits for Business Businesses Workshop, this is being presented by Goodsell Anderson Quinn and the CW Associate CPAs. This informative workshop is designed for local companies that are either developing an innovative product, engineering a new product, or experimenting with new technologies, and they have a, f- a large federal tax burden. This, uh, this uh, research and development tax credit for businesses is going to take place on Thursday. That's tomorrow, Wednesday, uh, Thursday, September 20th. 9.30 a.m. to 12 noon. It's going to take place over at the Hawaii Foreign Trade Zone, number 9, and that's located at uh, 521 Ala Boulevard. And I have the uh, URL, which I will put up on the show notes for later on the, this evening. So if you're interested, you can check that out. And then also, I want to let you know that the um, Science Friday with Ira Flato, who uh, was here in Hawaii back in July and recorded a couple of uh, actual live sessions over at the Hawaii Theater and over at uh, Kahilu Theater over on the Big Island. And those are going to be put together in a show coming up at uh, 1 to 3 p.m. this coming Friday on HPR1, which is going to be the regular airing of Science Friday. It's going to feature the Hawaii scientists that were interviewed here back in July. So you want to check that out. Now we want to welcome uh, Matt Carnes. He's here to tell us about the hackathon coming up called Hack for the Sea. Welcome to the show, Matt. Hey, Bert. Thanks for having me so much. Now, you know, we love hackathons. And, of course, uh, you know, there are all sorts of uh, hackathons going out there, you know, from from things like uh, the, the NASA Space Apps Challenge and, you know, the um, AT&T Hackathon and the state has their Hawaii Annual Code Challenge. What is Hack for the Sea? So Hack for the Sea, uh, really, it's just anything that's sea-related. Uh, the problem sets ended up being uh, two for sustainable coastlines. One's for marine debris reporting. Uh, one's for smart fads, which is a fish aggregating device. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's one that's a game jam type hack. Uh, and then finally, there's one that's actually counting fish automatically using computer vision. And that's the one that I'm most excited about. And that last one, the counting fish, I mean, I've seen others do uh, something for like the one was done for... Um, I think it was a purple prize, and, and it was counting fish in a, a native Hawaiian fish pond. And they use machine learning to actually teach the computer to, to you know, count the right things. Is that something that you think might be uh, what they might be working on? Uh, yeah, I really hope so. So that was uh, about a year ago. Matt Matoki came on yeah, the show. Yeah, right, right, right. Uh, I, I actually, after, <laughs> after he talked about it here, I tracked him down at his machine learning meetings and tried to get him to come work on this side of it and the, the federal fisheries. So, yeah, that's exactly the same thing. It's same technology, same code. So you, you're actually telling me that you heard somebody on the show and you tried to recruit him for a job over at the, at the NOAA? That's oh, great. I love to hear that. I, I love those stories. I tried really hard. <laughs> well, he was the uh, – okay, well, well, we'll save that for another story. <laughs> so tell me, what are some of the, the uh, specific challenges and who are actually delivering these challenges at Hack for the Sea? 
yeah, so the the challenge we'll we'll talk about sustainable coastlines. Uh, one of their challenges is is going to be hacking into these smart fish aggregating devices to try to track them. Uh, they actually found one about six months ago that uh, washed up on a beach here, um, and they're just trying to figure out, you know, can you track them? Can you use their technology mm-hmm. to get information? Uh, and then they have another one for, like I said, the marine debris reporting. Uh, just, you know, basically all of the problem sets are going to be code-based. Mm-hmm. Um, just trying to figure out how to better the the code for all this hack for the seat kind of stuff. So when you um, you have your participants come to the opening evening, how do you envision the formation of teams? Is it something that they come pre-prepared with, or are they going to organically decide who, do, who they want to team up with? Yeah, so the problem sets are already on our website. You can run through them right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to organize at uh, 10 a.m. at the Box Jelly in Kaka'ako. Uh, we're going to kind of explain the rules, and then uh, there's prize money for three of those. So we're going to kind of let everybody there just uh, team up on their own. Uh, hopefully, people pick different hacks that aren't being worked on, so all the hacks get worked mm-hmm. uh, a little bit. Too. And then, uh, so they all work on it. They it's basically this coming Saturday, right, the twenty second. Yes. At ten a.m. Yep. So they work what throughout the entire. Evening, I mean, and, and right into Sunday. What's the yeah, what's the deal? Thirty hours straight hack. Uh, we rented box jelly out for the entire night. Mm-hmm. Um, so just you know, if if people want to go home, they can. If people want to stay, they can. We'll be there. We'll be having a great time. And who do you have for judges? I mean, how do you de- how do you determine what who are the winners? Who gets prizes? Uh, so the judges are actually the people who sponsored. Um, we have one from Linker Technologies. Uh, we have one that's going to be from Accelerate UH, mm-hmm. or Accelerate Hawaii, H-I. H-I. Uh-huh. Um, and then we have a technical judge uh, and then kind of just general judges. So they're all going to be a panel, mm-hmm. uh, and they're going to talk amongst themselves and figure out who in each category is going to win. Uh, there's not really much of a rubric. We're just kind of it's, – it's like a jazz festival. <laughs> well, you know – when, whenever you have some of these hackathons, I mean, you, you, there's an evolutionary process that p- takes place. So if you do it this year this way, then maybe next year it ch- takes a little bit of a, a, you know, maybe evolves and changes and, and has some added features. So in terms of the, um, the projects that come out of this, what do you envision those projects being or doing post Hack for the sea. So uh, one of our one of our only rules really is that all of the code is ha- has to be open source. Okay. Um, so hopefully we're really just trying to stoke these projects. They take off on this weekend, and then you know the people who sponsored those maybe they work with the people who worked on the hacks in the future to try to get these not to just dead end on this weekend. So so what's the um, encouragement I guess for the the people that are pitching the problems or the challenges? Are they if they have a special interest in seeing that project go forward, they might take the initiative to carry forward that team or maybe apply some coding expertise on the open source and, and maybe, you know, help it along. Yeah, absolutely. So the uh, the fish counting project, actually, that's that's one that's really near to my heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm hoping that we can kind of get something hacked together a little bit. And then from there, I'll talk to those people and we'll try to get it into a really solid project and mm-hmm. a really solid pro- product after that. Well, keep us posted as, you know, as far as uh, how the the um, the projects, the outcomes of the projects. I mean, we'd love to 
maybe even feature any of one that perhaps uh, starts to actually get some traction with some of the stakeholders. So where can people go to actually sign up? Okay, so we have a website. It's hackforthechnl.com. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you can also find us on Eventbrite to register. Please register so we know how many people are coming, so we know how many burritos to buy. <laughs> burritos and pizzas and yep, uh, cold drinks. Yeah, just, uh, you know, same. Uh, it's going to be like... <laughs> Children weekend kind of type food. Greasy. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, thanks, Matt, for joining us. Thank you so much, Bert. And of course, uh, we'll take a short break, and when we return, we'll be joined by Stacy Aldridge and Reynold Hioki. We're going to be talking about the Cybersecurity Awareness Month. This is Bite Marks Cafe. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributors Ekahi Ornish Lifestyle Medicine, Ulupono Initiative, and Impact Hub Honolulu Co-working. I only have two stations, and I listen to HPR 1 and HPR 2. And anytime I'm in my car, I'm listening to one of the two of them because I can count on either getting news I can use, or music that I can listen to if I'm talking to somebody. Hi, my name is Garrett Osborne. I'm a sustaining member, and I will continue to do so as long as I'm standing. And welcome back to Bite Marks Cafe. Now joining us uh, in the studio, Stacy Aldrich. Uh, she's the uh, state librarian, and Renaud Hioki. He's the state cybersecurity coordinator. And they're here to tell us all about the importance of cybersecurity and the upcoming workshops that are taking place uh, throughout the month of October. I want to welcome you both to uh, Bite Marks Cafe. Aloha. Thank you so much. Thanks, Bert. Happy to be here. Now, uh, Reynolds, we'll start with you. And <clears throat> we're, you know, we're obviously still in September. Uh, this is really a tease for everybody to get ready for October being Cybersecurity Awareness Month. But tell me, Reynold, I mean, how did the Cybersecurity Awareness Month occur? Who, you know, where did this idea of having a whole month around cybersecurity come up? Okay, so that actually came up from uh, DHS out there at the federal level. And this is actually an event that occurs. Homeland Security. Homeland Security. It's a, uh, I'm sorry, the yeah, Department of Homeland Security. Mm-hmm. It's an event that actually occurs every year. So it's been, they've been doing this, I think, for over 15 years. Oh, 15. Which, and, is, and, which you would think, well, wow. And what, Hawaii has been doing it how long? So we pretty much were doing some things, but we, we generally kind of pushed it up a little last year. Mm-hmm. And we're taking it to the next level this year. Oh, next so level. Crawl, this year is a walk, <clears throat> next year is going to be a run, and then it's going to be a sprint. Okay, so when, when the planning committee got together and said, okay, so we've got the whole month, what were some of the high-level you know, thoughts around what would take place during this month? Okay, so at, at the very beginning, uh, we uh, are basically going to get the governor to uh, sign a proclamation coming up in October. Mm-hmm. So there's an event uh, for that in the ceremonial room in the Capitol. Uh, there'll be a press release kind of explaining everything, what's going on, all the different activities and events, uh, where to go to get information. Uh, of course, we'll have the Photoshop and we'll push that. So that's kind of the, at the top level. Uh, we did that last year, but we didn't quite do all of that the year before. So it's just growing and growing and growing. So, so obviously, what you're saying is that there's going to be a little bit more kind of a, kind of PR around the whole idea of launching the program through the course of. And tell me why. I mean, of course, we hear something about cybersecurity every month. There's always a breach 
of some sort <laughs> going mm-hmm. on. But tell me, I mean, this is an area that's obviously super important. Yeah, this, this is really uh, a little quick background. I came from the National Guard. So mm-hmm. we did cybersecurity, uh, cyber. Uh, and that's a different type of cyber because it, it focuses really on national security. But on the other side, we really need to focus with our community. So this is really targeting uh, sharing information with the community so that they're better prepared so when they get connected, they're a lot safer and secure than they could be. Now, Stacy, uh, you know, the um, libraries are very much involved with uh, Cybersecurity Month because as a, as a venue and as uh, a place in the community where, where people can go, it has good access to just the general public. So tell me, what are, what are some of the, the workshops that are going to be held over at the, at the State Library? So we're very excited to to partner with Reynolds and the uh, DOD and the uh, Office of Homeland Security um, to offer a workshop called Safe and Secure, Protect Yourself on the Internet. It'll It's a one-hour session that will cover all kinds of things like passwords and Wi-Fi and what is malware and phishing and how do I basically keep my information safe? How do I um, have my family be safe um, online? And um, you may uh, run into Reynolds because he's the voice behind. <laughs> You'll get to meet the man behind the voice today at some of the sessions. So we're, we'll be offering about 25 programs, hopefully, across the state. And, and so, uh, Stacey, who's actually, who's actually putting together the workshops? Who's the, 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 the curriculum development person? That is Reynolds. We're, um, we're providing the venue and um, making sure the community is aware that they have this opportunity to come together and learn how to be safe on the Internet. So, so Reynolds, I mean, the topics that uh, Stacy just described, I mean, are, are they sort of top of mind? I mean, why, how, how did you go about selecting uh, these particular list of, of uh, issues? So uh, just real quick, uh, that the presentation that we're going to use, the slide deck, mm-hmm. is actually coming from a uh, – organization called ISC Squared. Mm-hmm, and to mm-hmm. make it really short, it is the largest international uh, cybersecurity professional association. So internationally, there's about 130,000 certified professionals in this uh, organization. And Hawaii, of course, has a chapter. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, you are part of that chapter. I am. I'm an advisor to the chapter. Uh-huh. So basically, uh, ISC Squared uh, International has uh, released this kind of a give back to the community. So these slides are actually coming from the, our headquarters. Mm-hmm. Uh, more interestingly, they are, they are actually releasing in other different languages. So that's a big push, too, because it's, it is an international organization. Uh, I will tell you, uh, as a cybersecurity professional, it would be very difficult to put five cybersecurity professionals in a room and come up with a these are the slide deck with the written topics. Because, because they all feel that there's probably a different set of top-of-mind issues that they have to deal yeah. with. So it'd be, it would be a little difficult. So when, last year we were in the process of doing that, and we found ISE Square slides. So we, mm-hmm. we, we, have, we have standardized on those, the slide deck. And, and Stacey, have you, have you previewed any of the, the slides, or have you gone through any of the workshops yet? I did preview last year's slides, and they were very helpful. Um, all the basics, it's not confusing. They're very clear about describing what is phishing, what is malware, and just some basic tips for how to, to deal with the can you Can you share maybe some of the top tips that might come to mind in terms of safe conduct on the Internet? I would say phishing. When people send email messages to you and you don't recognize who they are or it's from somebody you recognize but the address isn't right, not to open it and not to open documents that are a part of that message um, because in most cases they might have a little, uh, a little uh, program in there that will take over and, <laughs> and cause problems for your computer or start to gather data from your computer. So 
um, being aware of what email messages you're opening and um, where they're coming from. What, what do you do if there's an email message, message that looks like it's actually coming from somebody you know? So somebody's already spoofed uh, an acquaintance of yours that's already in your contact list, and it looks like you're getting it from somebody you know, but the actual body of the email looks a little suspicious. I mean, what would you suggest to, to people? Um, sometimes it might just show the person's name, but when you click on the name, you can see the actual address, mm-hmm, um, and mm-hmm. it doesn't match the address that you're normally able to see. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that happens sometimes. Um, but if it just seems fishy, like I would recommend people trust their gut. If it doesn't seem right that somebody's, somebody would send you uh, information, I wouldn't open it, and maybe you send them an email message and say, hey, did you send me a message about um, whatever the topic was that didn't seem quite right before you open it or mm-hmm. open any documents? And then, Reynolds, I mean, are there any sort of top-of-mind tips that you recall or recollect that you'd like to share that uh, you know, might so, be So uh, I just covered? want to commend our, our state librarian because that is probably the number one issue right there is phishing. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. comes with uh, – uh, user awareness, what to look at. There's other things. You can hover over a link if there's a link, and if it looks fishy, then you might not want to click on that. Uh, you know, when I was I, I, I was a CIO for our department mm-hmm. in the state, and so I would tell my guys, if it looks a bit fishy, delete it. And if it's important, they'll send it again. And if you have to, just throw me under the bus and said the, the CIO said I could do that, and I, I would take the hit. We need to just raise the the threshold where people are looking at these uh, these different types of emails so that uh, they, they side on the error side of, you know, cautious versus opening it up and just moving forward in, in the works. Right all, right. all of these breaches, I mean, not generally most of these breaches are a phishing uh, response. And when you say phishing, basically the perpetrator is phishing for information. And so they're getting you to click on something that will then – respond with your needing to give your password or give some sort of information that then then they take and use in, in perhaps nefarious ways. Yes, definitely. So, but actually, the way, the way the phishing came about is they're really phishing. So they're throwing, they're throwing something out yeah. just hoping that you'll to take the get bait. something. Right. So a lot of people think, well, uh, you know, why me? They're actually sending emails to millions of people, possibly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. So that that's really what it's all about. But the second part to that, the one thing I always push out is dual-factor authentication, if your uh, application uh, uh, supports that, uh, as well as password uh, managers uh, or password vaults. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. those are all talked about in the uh, presentation. Uh, yeah, there's a lot we could talk about in terms of two-factor because uh, there was you know, a recent story about SIM hijacking, which kind of weakens the, the theory around you know, using your phone as that, that second authentication. But uh, there's some cool articles. I'll post it up on the show notes later on that uh, help to perhaps harden your, your, um, your cell phone selection and, and um, you know, making it less likely that they could actually socially engineer a, a, a transfer from you know, one SIM to another SIM. Uh, so I'll, I'll do that later on. But the other thing I wanted to ask you is, as we were talking about um, phones, I mean, a lot of hacks are coming in through the phone. Now, this might not be cyber, but I'd like to get your, you know, just a general feedback on, especially when, you know, maybe it's an, an, an older person, they get the phone call. It sounds like, uh, you know, I'm the IRS and you need to 
we have a penalty that is going to be levied against you, uh, you know, unless you answer some of these questions. I mean, what would you suggest to people that get calls like that? Uh, first is just awareness that people are now doing that. You can't trust people to actually be who they say who to be who they say that they are. Mm-hmm. And the IRS does not call you. Mm-hmm. They are not going to call you and threaten you. Um, that's not how they contact people. Uh, so part of it is being aware of people contacting you and how those people will contact you. And if you know that, then um, you're less likely if somebody does call you because I've gotten those um, phone calls. They leave messages saying that the sheriff's going to be at my doorstep and and it's from a number that I don't recognize. So I'd really encourage people if it's from a number you don't recognize, most phones now identify the number. You don't have to answer it. If it's really important, people can leave a message. And if you're worried about having to deal with somebody threatening you, then let let them leave a voicemail, and then you can decide whether or not you need to answer that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's uh, you know that's also another uh, interesting thing. If they don't leave a message, then that's probably likely that it's a you know it's a uh, a prank call. But then the other thing is that there are now also numbers that are Hawaii numbers that look like it could be somebody you know. That would you would might you know you might be more likely to pick up, and it's coming in on your cell phone too. So it's not only your your home phone; it's coming in on your cell phone. So that's kind of an interesting thing. So, right on. In terms of the uh, the topics, I mean, is it strictly cyber, or do you also cover topics of of um, trying to build awareness around things like you know phone calls and other ways of people getting to you? Yeah. So uh, the topic is really. Uh we, we narrowed it down to cyber safety is mm-hmm. what I normally talk about. Cybersecurity is a, a little little more intense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So everything from uh, – a, a big topic is scams uh, in there. So, you know, you have the uh, Nigerian prince scam still going on, believe it or not, after all these years. Uh, so that's one category. Uh, and it goes all the way on, on the other side to uh, cyberbullying, which is generally not what we talk about in the cybersecurity world. But under a cyber safety community, that's, that's a, a very uh, – uh, uh, significant topic to talk about because that, that is affecting many lives in, in not just the youth, but uh, there's, it's actually a, affects adults. You know, there's a lot of things that are actually planned for the, the course of October. And uh, we kind of want to get into some of those other things that are, that are um, you know, going to be laid out uh, through the month. So we're going to hold that thought. We'll be right, right back after this short break to continue our conversation with Stacey Aldridge and Reynold Hiyoki. This is Bite Marks Cafe. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributors Wealth Jar, Hawaii Pacific University, and Locations. Welcome back. This is Bite Marks Cafe. I'm Bert Lum, and if you're just joining us, uh, we have here in the studio Stacy Aldrich. She's the state librarian, and Renaud Hioki, the state cybersecurity coordinator. We're talking about Cybersecurity Awareness Month, which is in October. So we're kind of teasing all the activity that's going on, or, or will take place in October. And of course, right before the break, uh, you know, we we're talking about some of the uh, the workshops that are taking place at the library. And, Reynolds, there's, there's a bunch of other things that are going on, right, as well. Uh, you bet, Bert. Uh, but first thing I want to caveat really is a lot of these activities uh, are going to include cybersecurity prof- professionals from our community, mm-hmm. uh, which means, uh, you know, if you have a question, you have a, a thought, an issue, anything, uh, strike up a conversation, uh, you know, maybe before, uh, during, or at least after the presentations or workshops or whatever it is. Great opportunity because uh, – there are no cybersecurity experts, but uh, 
most of these know a little more than probably just the general everybody else because they do it on a day-to-day basis. So are you talking about – so the attendees to any of the, the workshops, I mean, are they regular citizens like uh, ourselves or are, uh, could, could, could businesses actually participate and kind of get a sense as to maybe what they should do for their small business? Yeah, so, so anyone can come through these workshops. They're open, no cost for, uh, for the public. Anyone can attend. Uh, but uh, the good thing about it, a lot of these uh, are being driven by uh, our businesses that do cybersecurity for the, uh, the professional side, mm-hmm, the, the, mm-hmm. the small, medium-sized business as well as the big businesses. So, uh, hey, good, good cybersecurity advice for free. So, so what, are, what are some of the other activities that might be taking place uh, beyond just the, the workshops at the State Library? So uh, the next probably up there is we're going to be doing some information booth, information tables at our shopping centers. Oh, so uh-huh. uh, basically it will be a day. Uh, we're inviting uh, everyone from the Attorney General's office down to ISC Squared, uh, the, the professional associations. It's really just uh, a, it's kind of an informal just what is the community doing? So different shopping centers will have different organizations. Uh, so what? So give me an example. I mean, are you going to be at Alamoana, Pro Ridge, Windward? What, what's the not quite hundred percent where we're going to be, but we know we're going to be at Kahala Mall, okay, uh, and Windward Mall. And and this will be uh, uh, basically a table, an informational table, an information table mm-hmm. with uh, maybe about six to eight uh, individuals uh, ready to hand something to you and talk to you. Oh, good, good, good. And then, uh, Stacy, in terms of the workshops, the courses that are, or the classes that are going to be taught at the, um, the uh, library, is that throughout the entire month? I mean, give me an example of, of where they might take place. Um, yes, it'll be through the entire month. So the first week of October, I believe, is when we begin the workshops. And they really are across all of the islands. So um, we'd recommend that you go to libraryshawaii.org and um, uh, select attend. And you can actually look at your branch and see if um, the program is going to be shown there. So, okay, so the, the website, um, on the website, the main website, Mm-hmm. There's a button that says attend. Attend. Uh-huh. Okay, and then we just uh, look at that and then see what might be offered at the mm-hmm. closest uh, library. Yep, you can uh, select the island just to see what's happening on the island, or you can select your branch. Um, if you're really curious, once you select the island, you can do a search. So mm-hmm. you can look for safe and secure. Mm-hmm. Um, we also next week will put on our homepage uh, direct links to make it easier so you don't have to go through at 10. But if you're curious now, uh, the times are already up and on our website. So again, just go to attend, our libraryshawaii.org, attend, and pick your pick your favorite library. Is there, uh, is there a limit to the amount of people that can actually attend? Um, I don't think we have any limits on the number of people. Okay. It just depends on the space, of course, of the library. And are, they, are they mostly in the evening? These courses, um, you know, I think they're throughout the day. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. And then, uh, so Reynolds, what else? What else is going on? You got the you got the workshops. You got the table informational tables. So there, there's a bunch of other things. Uh, I just want to put a plug in. So mm-hmm. on our side, we will uh, link back to the state uh, library uh, website, but ours is ohs. dot forward slash cyber, and that will go operation on about the 27th of September. It'll have all the events. Uh, but one event I wanted to showcase now is what we decided to do is basically do webinars. So these are going to be cyber safety uh, open mic uh, forums uh, on Microsoft uh, Skype. So as you know, the state of Hawaii has a uh, uh, Skype for business uh, capability that we're going to uh, capitalize on. And so every Tuesday at 7 o'clock at uh, p.m. and Saturday at 3 p.m., we're going to schedule one of these. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have a panel of about three 
uh, cybersecurity professionals, and this is all web-based, so it's, it's, you don't have to get up, drive anywhere. You just either make a phone call or you connect in. And again, uh, start a conversation with these guys. Ask a question, and uh, hopefully uh, we'll get some good uh, so, discussions going. So can you make sure you send me that link? I'll put that link up on oh, the yes. show notes. and then uh, That's great. So you have, the, you have the tables, you have the, the Skype. I mean, that's going to be a, a whole well-rounded, I guess, assortment of things that you can attend. Stacey Aldridge, she's the state librarian. We've got Reynold Hioki. He's the state cybersecurity coordinator. Both are key organizers for the Cybersecurity Awareness Month. I want to thank you both for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks, Bert. It's been fun. And, of course, we want to thank you uh, again for listening to Bite Marks Cafe. Join us next week when we'll kick off the first day of the Fall Pledge Drive. If you miss any part of this edition, you can find the podcast of tonight's show on bitemarkscafe.org. If you have any comments or suggestions, you feel free to email us at feedback at bitemarks.org. You can also find us on Twitter. And, of course, I want to thank David Chung, our engineer. And, of course, you can also catch us on HPR1 every Wednesday or anytime on the HPR app. You stay awesome, and we'll see you next week on another edition of Bite Marks Cafe.